Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. What a powerful presence of the Lord is here. Thank you, worship team, for bringing us into the very presence of God. I am grateful today that there is a hunger in people's hearts to reach out to Him. And it's evident in this place. For just a few moments, and I will not be lengthy, but for a few moments, I feel like the Lord gave me something. And I have to confess to you that before I went home late last night, I asked the Lord, are you sure this is what you want me to preach? And that's how I went to bed. And he didn't change anything while I slept. What little I did sleep. So I'm going to give you what I feel like the Lord has given to me. I feel like it's specifically for some folks here today that needs to hear this. Matthew chapter 15, verse number 21, down through verse 28. It is a familiar story. Please don't turn me off before you hear me out. Matthew chapter 15, verse number 21. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. Behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meat to take the children's bread and to cast it to the dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. I want to talk to you for a few moments this morning about great faith. Great faith. Everybody say that with me. Great What is great faith? God bless you. You may be seated. This particular text has been an encouragement to me, and as I was going back over it just a few moments ago, I could not help but weep uh, over the implications of what it was speaking to my heart. This woman is recognized by Jesus 
as having great faith. Great faith. Everybody say that again. Great faith. Something about that term that's very intimidating. Great faith. The Greek word great is only used here by Jesus of this woman. The word is megas. There is another passage of scripture when he speaks of a man having great faith, but it was not the same word. It was a different word that had different meaning. But this word, great, talked about the weight and the mass of that faith. The things esteemed highly for their importance, their implications. And yet when you look at this woman's life, there seems to be no achievements connected with her that merit those words. Her faith was great according to Jesus, but it would not have been great according to us because we... We determine greatness by what we have accomplished, by mountains we have dispensed of. And when we think about great faith, we are thinking about blind eyes being opened and deaf ears being unstopped and lame people walking and miracles of all sort and manner. And yet, There is none of that that is associated with this woman. There are no blind eyes open that we know of. There are no deaf ears that are unstopped. And yet the Lord, when he looked at her, called her faith great. Called it great. And it was great. And it was great for very important reasons. You see, her faith was great not because of what it had achieved, but because of what it had overcome. I want that to snap into your spirit for just a moment. Her faith was great not because of what she had accomplished, but because of what she had overcome. You see, we measure the greatness of life by what we have been able to achieve or succeed at. What we've attained or accomplished. And yet when the Lord looked at this woman's faith, he saw no great accomplishment, but he saw a great overcoming. When we think of God's measure of greatness that is given to this woman, we are not Comfortable with thinking of it in these terms. But the greatest of her faith was not involved in any particular thing that she had accomplished, but simply by what she had been able to overcome. The obstacles that had tried to prevent her from getting what she needed from God. The thing that had tried to keep her from breaking through to what finally became her experience and her daughter's. You see, great was not about the quantity of her faith, but the quality of her faith. 
It was a faith that would not be denied. It was a faith that would not be rebuffed no matter how many times it was turned away. It just wouldn't go away. There was something in the heart of this woman that even when she was rejected, found another way to come back. And she just kept coming back. When the disciples tried to put her away, when the Lord ignored her, she just kept coming back. She just kept appearing again. She would not be denied. She continued. Her faith was great, not because of what it accomplished, but because of what it had to overcome. She had to overcome the barrier of her own background. She was a Canaanite, a Syrophoenician woman. According to history, she had grown up in a culture of hatred and bitterness toward the Jews. She had been taught that they are your enemy and you do not love them. You do not have feelings of compassion or nurturing toward them. And yet all of the bitterness that she had grown up around could not keep her from reaching out to him and believing him for a miracle for her daughter. All of this was overcome by a faith that Jesus could help her. And it didn't matter what her background was. It didn't matter that her pedigree might have been against her. There was something in her heart and spirit that said, I will not be denied. And when Jesus looked at that, he said, that, my friend, is great faith. You see, there are people sitting on these pews this morning that the devil has convinced you because You've not seen anything we prayed about over our offering. As a matter of fact, you've seen the opposite. You've seen reversal. You've seen bills keep piling up. And you've not seen the answer to some of the prayers that you've been praying. And the devil would like for you to think that's because you don't have any faith at all. But the simple fact that you're sitting on a pew right now. The simple fact that you were able to lift your hands today. As far as he is concerned, that's right back and say, I will kingdom. It's the fact that when you're rebuffed, you just come right back and say, I will not be denied. When you're knocked down, you just get back up and say, come on, there's got to be another way. When everything is closed before you, you try to find another way to get into his presence. Hallelujah. She had to overcome her lack of knowledge. She wasn't taught and trained in the Jewish culture. She was a Grecian. She had been reared to worship the heathen God. She didn't know anything about this man, Jesus, other than what she had heard. More than that, what she had felt. She had no knowledge of the Hebrew promises. She had no knowledge of the things that God had assured Israel. And yet there was something in her heart that believed, if I can just get to him, if I can just get his attention, if I can just speak to him, something's going to change. And she had no personal knowledge of him. 
But she had a faith that struck against the root of that lack of knowledge and said, I may not have knowledge, but I have a hunger. And hunger overcame her lack of knowledge. You know, when I look at my own life, sometimes I wonder how in the world I got where I am because I am one of the most ignorant men you've ever been around in your life. The only reason that I can say I stand here today is because a long time ago, something began to turn over inside of me and it was a hunger to get as close to God as I could get. And I figured this much out that if I can get close enough to Him, His greatness can overcome my ignorance. His goodness can overcome my lack and my limited ability. And God can do great things in my life even when I am limited in my own abilities. Amen. You see today, this is not about us. This is about Him. And it's about somebody continuing to believe and hang on. Even the disciples were against her. They said, send her away. She had to overcome these men that should have been encouraging her. She had to overcome them to get to him. How many times have we had to wait over people to get where we needed with God? Aren't you glad you kept waiting? Aren't you thankful you didn't let them cause you to be sidetracked? You didn't cause them to allow you to become bitter or angry or hateful or mean? That you allowed that hunger to draw you back to Him? All of this disheartening experience could not quench her thirst and her desire for Him. And even though they were against her, she overcame them and rose again to come back and say, Lord, I'm not leaving here until you hear me out. You may ignore me for a while, but I'm going to keep knocking on that door until somebody comes and answers. You may not hear me now, but I'm not leaving even until you do hear me. And she came again and again. Even when he ignored her and refused to say a word to her, she just came right back. I wonder how many of us could do that if the Lord was silent to us. How many of us would stop praying and stop worshiping because he's not talking to me. This woman said whether he talks to me or not, I'm going to talk to him. And I'm going to keep talking to him until something happens. That's the kind of faith that God calls great. That's not what some people call great, but that's what he calls great. The fact that you could have quit a long time ago. The fact that you ought to be bitter this morning. And the fact that you ought to be somewhere else other than the house of God. But and battered thing in the best shape. You may have some bruises and bumps and cuts and battered things in your life, but you're still here. And you can still lift up your voice, even if it's weak, and say, Lord, I just want you to know I'm back again, and I'm going to come back again, and I'm going to come back again until something breaks in my life, until there is an answer to my prayer. Amen. She didn't even let this stop her when he called her a dog. <laughs> Woo! Man, she worshipped him. How many of us could worship knowing that somebody's just called us a dog? Oh, yes. She wasn't concerned about what those things might have indicated. All she knew was she had a need and he had the answer. 
And whatever I've got to overcome, I'm going to overcome it. And the Lord looked at that and he said, that, my friend, is great faith. He didn't call the opening of the blind eyes great faith. He didn't call the lepers being healed great faith. But he called a woman that had a tenacious hold on him and said, I'm not going away. You might as well get used to me coming back. I'm going to keep knocking on this door until that door opens. That's the kind of person that God looks at and said, that's great faith. Don't discount what's going on in your life today. Don't sideline yourself and discount what God wants to do in your life she had every reason to quit she had every reason to admit defeat she had every reason to give up and go home but she did not go home without an answer amen I wonder how many of us today sitting in this place have every reason in the world to be bitter and yet somehow we are better today because we just kept hanging on we're better because we kept going on We're better because we kept praying. We're better because we kept worshiping. How many times have you come in and worshiped when you didn't feel one thing? You worshiped when you felt like you were a million miles from God. How many times have you lift up your voice and call on His name when even in your own carnal mind you wondered if anybody was listening and yet you called His name again and the Lord looks at that. He said, that's the kind of faith I like to be associated with. That's the kind of person I want to work with. That's the kind of person that I'm looking for. It's the man or the woman that's not looking for some greater accomplishment they're just going to keep going they're going to keep overcoming they're going to keep rising back up they're going to keep standing back up until there is an answer he crowned her with the highest praise and he called it great faith because of what she overcame the greatness of your faith today is not in what you have accomplished or not accomplished But it is in what you've had to overcome. You've had to overcome people that have discouraged you. You've had to overcome people that have hurt you. You've had to overcome things that were against you. You've had to overcome silence when you needed an answer. You've had to go on living knowing that you need an answer, but you don't hear the answer. You've had to go on living for Him when you wanted to feel something, but you didn't feel anything. You had every reason to quit. You had every reason to be bitter. You had every reason to be angry. You had every reason to turn back. But somehow you have held on. And I've come. God is going to come through. And that because you have held on, God is going to come through. And God is going to work something out in your life and in your family. Not because of your goodness, but because of His greatness. And because you would not be denied. You would not quit. You would not stop. You would not turn back. You would not go home. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord right now. Hallelujah. 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 You've had setbacks and disappointment. You've had hurts and rejections and heartbreaks and genetics that have been against you. And discouragements of every kind. But somehow you just take a licking and keep on ticking. Amen. 
Oh, yes. Life knocks you down. You just bounce right back up. Several years ago, somebody bought me one of those little things that you, the kids used to play with. They had a weight in the bottom of it. You air that thing up. You can hit it as hard as you want to, and it may go down and kiss the ground, but it's coming right back up. That's the way I want to be. That's the way we need to be. I believe that's why God's going to bless our church through this right here, not because of what we've done, but because when we were knocked down, we found a way to get back on our feet. We were not strong. We were not mighty. We were not great. But we had a faith that said, God, you're not through here yet. I don't believe this is your will for my life or my family. This is not your will for the future of this church that we keep going through this same misery. Somehow, God, you're going to have to provide a way. You're going to have to make a way. And guess what? God is making a way. God is going to provide. God is going to open a door. He's doing it for you right now. He's making a way for you right now because somehow you've held on. Somehow you would not let go. You kept coming back to the altar. You kept coming back to the prayer meeting. You kept coming back to worship. And because of that God said, that my friend is the kind of faith that I like to be associated with. Great faith. Think about the mustard seed. I'm closing. The perfect example of what I'm talking about. In its beginning, it is the smallest of seeds. And when it is grown, it is not the most beautiful, nor is it the most extraordinary in size. But Jesus said it's the greatest of all herbs. Why is it so great? I don't know how much... Mustard seed weighs, but it's got to be micro milliliter, millimeter. I I don't even know how to figure up the weight of a mustard seed. It's in the minus column. That's all I can tell you. Weighs a whole lot less than me. They take that little mustard seed and they put it in that hole and then they took a, a shovel full of dirt and they pour that dirt on top of it. And that dirt weighs a 100,000 times what that seed weighs. And it ought to keep it down. It it ought to keep it from ever moving. It it ought to be dead in the water or dead in the dirt. But there's something in that seed that weight and gravity and all the laws of science can't factor. And that's something called life. I want to live. I want to live. I want to live. And sin, you're never going to get up from down underneath the ground, covered up by all that weight and everything. Sin, you're never going to get up from this. You're never going to overcome this. You're going to always be known by this. You're always going to be stuck. You're going to, you're going to die in this hole and something inside that little seed. Just no, 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 no. This is not my destiny. This is not what God had planned for me. This is not what he purposed for my life. I'm not dying in this dilemma. I'm not letting this kill me. And something happens. Something begins to break in that seed. And before long, something comes out of the ground. And people look at it and marvel. How in the world did that happen? It happened because it had the power to overcome Everything that was put on it, that's what makes for great faith. That's why God's about to bless some of you in a manner that you can't even 
you can't even grasp right now. I don't even know how to, I'm almost afraid to say what I'm going to say right now because some of you won't believe me. But I'm going to tell, I'm prophesying to some of you right now sitting in this church that God is about to bless you in a measure you cannot even, you cannot absorb what all God's going to do for you. And it's not because of your greatness. It's not because you're so smart or you know how to do things or you've accomplished great things. But it's because somehow or other you've had a tenacity about you that just kept pulling you back up. When life knocked you down, when circumstances buried you and say this is your end, this is your, this is it, you're not ever coming up again somehow you know oh yeah yeah i'm coming out of this i'm not staying under this i'm not living like this and you come up you're on your feet again you shake it but you're on your feet why why does god want to bless that because that's what god considers greatness that ability to come back when things should have destroyed you that ability to get back on your feet and say hey i'm not through yet this is not the end of my life this is not where i'm dying Hallelujah. Come on, stand on your feet right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God loves an overcomer. As a matter of fact, he has so much to say about an overcomer. I don't even have time to read it all, but go home. Get your Bible, concordance, and look up the word overcome. Overcomer. Let me read a few of them. He said, First John 4, 5, verse 4, For whatever is born of God, for whatever, whatsoever is born of God, overcometh the world. The world. Everything the world represents. For he that is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. Revelation 2 and 7. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life which is in the midst of the paradise of God. Revelation 2.11. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt. Of the second death. Revelation 2.17 He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit will give churches to him that overcometh. Will I give to eat of the hidden manna and will give him a white stone and in the stone a new name written which no man knoweth saving he that receiveth. Revelation 3.12 Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. And he shall go no more out and I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God which is New Jerusalem which cometh down out of heaven from my God and I will write upon him my new name. Revelation 3.21 To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne. Ah, Can you imagine that? God said this is the thing, this is the destiny of the man or the woman that overcome. I'm going to let you sit with me in my throne. Oh, you talk about God wanting to bless you. 
He's wanting to pour something out on you right now. You can't even contain it. Amen. Revelation 21 and 70. He that overcometh. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. Folks, listen to me. You may miss out on something down here, but you're not going to miss out on anything that counts. Because the man or the woman, that no matter what life does to you, you find a way to get back up. You find a way to get your hands back in the air. You find a way to get your praise back. You find a way to get your voice back. You find a way to get your worship back. You find a way to get back to the altar. You find a way to get back to prayer. You find a way to get back to believing. You find a way back. You just, it doesn't matter. Life knocks you down. People knock you down. People hurt you. But somehow you, you find a way to get back on your feet. And he said, he that overcometh shall inherit all things and I will be his God and he shall be my son. I might be knocked down, but I'm not knocked out. (laughs) Amen. And the Lord looked at some folks this morning that came into greater life. Some of you are punch drunk. You've been hit so many times. Some of you have some scars that are so deep it's going to take a while for you to let all that heal. But God said, I'm going to bless you because you didn't let it destroy you. I'm going to bless you because you didn't let it make you bitter. I'm going to bless you because you didn't let it make you hateful. You were right there on the edge, but something pulled you back and said, oh no, that's not your destiny. That's not what I planned for you. That's not what's best for you. And somehow you were able through the haze and the grogginess of the storm and the battle to get your wits about you and say, no, you know what I need to do? I need to go back to the altar. I need to get back in His presence. I need to worship Him a little while. I need to call on His name. And God said, that's the man. That's the woman. Whatever you want. Whatever you want, lady. Whatever you desire. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of. Can I tell somebody here this morning that God wants to give you the desires of your heart? Not because you are good. Not because you're, you're great. But because your faith has been great. It just will not die. This just keeps coming back up. Reach over and take somebody by the hand right now. Feel the Holy Ghost in this place right now. God, right now, I'm asking you to speak that word into their life. That family, that home that has been beaten down, that couple right now, God, that the devil has convinced that they have no faith at all. And the reality is they have great faith. They have faith that just keeps coming back. They have faith that won't let go. That's the faith that's going to keep them. That's the faith that's going to bring the miracle. That's the faith that's going to bring a work from God. That's the faith that's going to produce the great work of God. Right now, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to say it in your own spirit right now. I'm coming up out of this. 
I'm not living under this any longer. I'm, I'm not living discouraged. I'm not living despondent. I'm not living. I'm not living hurt. I'm not living bitter. Come on. Come on.